All right, baby. Um, I kind of have been meaning to talk to you about something, and I think tonight, right now, is the time to do it. Mm. Uh, okay. So you and I have been like the host of the podcast for a really long time. The and, whole, well, the whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, we've raised the a beautiful podcast. Comes out of us being the host together. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. The beautiful union. I mean, our chop, young Chomsky has grown up to be really just like. Uh, athletic. I don't really like the way you're framing this, but okay. Um, and you know, it's just like, what if we kind of like, I don't know, maybe like invited some other women kind of into our family, right? Like expanded our family, which you I think wanna is- You want to open up the podcast. I mean, just like it's a family is the most important thing in the world, right? Like we both agree on that, right? And I'm like, what, why not make our family bigger? That's like, and so like, I was thinking maybe we could have like other women also doing the podcast. What do you mean? Us. Well, it's like some, like, you're my, obviously, number one, you're my main uh-huh. uh, uh, lady, but they yeah, would just- I'm the co-host. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. No, but like, it, it, like, but we'd have like another woman and then like another one. We all kind of like live, well, you don't have to live there, but like I live with them somewhere and like we did the podcast with them. Wait, so, are, but are there other male co-hosts? But no, I mean, that's just, I feel like that like brings like a crazy ass energy and that like, I don't think would really be good for us. So like, I, but I do think like having like some like, like Zendaya or Megan Fox as like co-hosts, I think would be really like fruitful. Mm, absolutely not. So as you might have guessed today, I don't think anyone guessed anything. First, before you get into that, uh-huh. hello everyone. Hi. Brace always forgets. Mm-hmm. I'm Liz. My name is Brace Belden. And of course, we have with us as our producer in third, <laughs> Young Chomsky. Who's sitting right here? Hello. What if we should just start calling him the third? The third? Third, yeah. He's in between us, which is very unusual. I know. Yeah, yeah. That is, this is actually weird. I feel like we're mediated by you. Yeah. <laughs> we have a little mediator here. It's it's also Excuse weird. Me, a big mediator. Well, I think it's weird that he's recording lying flat on his stomach with his legs kind of up in the air behind him and his ankles crossed. Oh, well, it's always good to get blood flow going there because lymphatic movement is yeah. very important. And you got fat ass limbs, This brother. is the second episode in a row that I've talked about lymphatic. What did you say lymphatic on the other one? I was talking about someone's lymph nodes. Have you seen my nodes, my node before? Yeah, your nodes. I got a node. Yeah, you should go get a lymphatic massage. What? You don't I don't want this? some lady touching this. No, that helps you kind of move, get your lymphatic system moving, draining properly. All right, gets Dr. all Sabi. that really good for circulation. Okay. It's really important. Oh, mm. my God. Yeah, it sounds fake. I've had this thing. Not it's like fake. a side goiter. Yeah. It's for those who've never seen me. It's the size of a... If you've seen a, Brace, then you've definitely seen it because it, it is... It's grapefruit sized. Yeah, yeah it's, it's crazy. It's I can't wear high collared shirts because it just bulges out like a basketball. <laughs> Speaking of basketball, Warriors won last night. Uh-huh. I'm just letting you know. I'm not, like, I'm not giving you any more room to run with that I don't ball. know why. Uh, did you enjoy watching the game? Here's the thing. I didn't watch the game. What? Yeah. Didn't see, you, you made didn't me see watch that. two basketball games with no, you this week. And I then... had, unfortunately, I had dinner plans that I couldn't change. You make me sick. So 
I had to watch the first half, uh-huh. go to dinner, have my phone out, watching the play-by-play the entire time like an asshole. This is the rudest thing I've ever heard. This is I've the rudest anecdote friends. I've ever heard in my life. I know. You and have, then I went home. Yeah. And I watched the second half, and I was very excited. That's crazy. So you just went out to dinner with people last night and just looked at a Warriors game on your phone the entire time? No, I kept flipping it up and down. So it's kind of like, you know, trying to be polite. And yet you get mad at me. You get mad at me when I watch my favorite streamers propped up on my iPad <laughs> when we go out. You get mad at me, full volume, because headphones your make favorites. my ears uncomfortable. <laughs> I can't name any. So. You don't even know any. The only one I know is Hassan. But the other, uh, 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 no, I got it. Who's the other ones? Uh, PewDiePie. I'm, you know, I, I'm watching that shit. Is that person still going? You just didn't use a pronoun there because you're like, you don't know. <laughs> I, don't know. I know of the name yeah. from like headlines that yeah. you see at the bottom. Like, do you know those um like fake clickbait headlines that are like, this toenail fungus yeah, yeah. treatment will help you like, you know, get a bigger dick or this whatever. This massage. Will yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, click here. Yeah. That's where I feel like PewDiePie lives yeah. in my brain. Uh, no, he was killed in the opening uh, weeks of the the war in Ukraine. Oh. But it's it's I yeah I just watched kind of like re- replays. Uh, we're talking about we're doing a little. This is a fully classico Truanon episode. We're doing too much classico style. Uh, I don't know if okay. this is full classico. This is the most classico episode we've ever done. <laughs> I feel like first of all, you don't get to name what's classico and what's not. Okay. Well, second of all. I think it's okay. We it has we've it is yet to be determined as we are recording it right now whether or not this goes full classico style. Okay, well, fine. We also didn't come up with a name for it, which is going to make my segue into the next section a little more difficult. But let's call it you you oh you 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 talk you talk you talking you talking that I ate a baby. <laughs> What? Okay, this is usually we do this behind closed doors. So the we're not. Why are you naming it now? You talk. You talk. You talk. You talk. Oh my god! We're talking about some crazy stuff that's going on in the state that I've never been to for good reason. I've been twice, and for also there's a reason why Brace has been there twice. Mm -hmm. Utah. Yes, Utah, and specifically recent reports that came out. Well, it, the report didn't actually come out, but recent reporting, let's say, that came out, uh, wherein the DA of Utah County had to publicly deny that he's ever been involved in not only ritualistic child sex abuse, but has in fact never actually cannibalized a child either. <laughs> so yeah, no, no, um, fuck, why can't I think of it? No frazzle drip. No frazzle drip. No, no. frazzle drip in the great state of so Utah. So far. So far. That's what he says. It's oh. frazzle dry for now. But <laughs> Well, you know the whole lake is drying up. Yeah, you were saying this. And you know what? I'll have you know, I repeated this last night to somebody. Did you? I did. What did they say? They did said, they go, that's interesting. And well, I, as I was saying, I was like, what if this just isn't true at all? I'm pretty sure it's true. Because I, I used to tell that, this story about my friend Matt, who worked for Jello Biafra, who had to carry him like a baby from his front door to oh, yeah, a that was fake, Mini right? Cooper. I found out 10 years later that just wasn't true. I've told thousands of people that. <laughs> I think you've said it on the podcast. Definitely too. have. Yeah, no, that's, that's right. No, told I read that true. the Salt Lake was drying up and uh-huh. that um, it was, it was, this is a concern because that as it dries up, it releases low levels of arsenic, mm-hmm. which will just kill everything. Um, it's not the it's most arsenic. fertile place, anyways. Well, I guess like fish and stuff. But um, the only way to fix this is to drain more water into the lake from the mountains. Uh-huh. But we can't do that oh, because 
too many people for some reason uh-huh. are moving to Salt Lake City and they would have to go on water rations. Interesting. So the crazy thing about the Salt Lake, the Salt Lake mm. is that I cuz you know I've been there a couple of times. Every time I drink from it, yeah. It because of the salt, it makes me more thirsty, so I have to drink more. And sure. so I get locked in this cycle of I end up drinking from the Salt Lake for like days at a time. Mm. And catch twenty two. Yeah, exactly. You can't stop drinking because you're so th- you're so thirsty <laughs> every time that you like. Yeah, just, oh man. <laughs> so before I, this is a bit of a confusing episode because, and we were talking about this before we started. Everybody has some of the, except for one outstanding person. Yeah. Uh, well, not outstanding person, but he's outstanding in this list. Uh, everyone has the most boring name that you could ever. So imagine. here's the thing: it's not just boring. So I have this thing called Mormon face, mm-hmm. right? You don't I, have Mormon face. I don't have Mormon face. No. <laughs> well, I don't have it. I have a concept. Yeah. I've named a concept in my head where there's this like kind of doughy boyishness Yeah, that I associate with a kind of, that I call Mormon face. Now, immediately the first person that I think of whenever I think of this is Buster Posey, the San Francisco Giants catcher, of yeah. course, Hall of Famer, or soon to be Hall of Famer, someday will be. Anyway. But my point being that it's this kind of like white, doughy, boyish, mm-hmm. kind of 1950s, but there's a like, it's like soft. Yeah. There's a softness, no hard jawline. If you slap it, it would ripple. Yes. Now, similarly, like in my head, it's kind of like, it, like there's an that AI thing where people are getting um, the, fake photos yeah, yeah. generated. Like if I, I wonder if like something could be put in there and it would be like Mormon face. It would be like a blurred together doughy white mm-hmm. and it would make sense to me. Now, similarly, the names that all these men have, yeah, they kind of blur together. Yes. Because they are equally um, forgettable, just completely forgettable. Really difficult to, to actually, even though some of them have, not radically, but different names. It is hard for me to actually tell them apart. Yes. So the other thing that's confusing is also two guys named David. Yeah. So we got to go by their last names. Exactly. Oh, do we? Because that's going to be. I, I, you say that now, but I'm going to immediately forget to do that in like a minute. So, so let's try. And that's why I'm here and not Zendaya to go like. Okay, she's I'm here. Sorry, she's just not mean- on mic. This guy or that guy? Yeah. You see that? That's why you got this co-host. Okay. Well, not the star of Euphoria. Zendaya actually is that what she's in? Because I just know her as like a person. Okay. Um, all right. So to, to I wrote up a little cast of characters in the minute before we started recording, just so that we could kind of I keep people on track. This. Well, we've never done this before, but they but we can keep people kind of. You can know who we're talking about because there's there are going to be a lot of names thrown out in this yes. episode. Yes. So David Levitt, the main man. Uh huh. He is the embattled DA of Utah County who looks like Bill Barr and speaks. And then I did an ellipsis. And speaks fluent Ukrainian. Yes. So Utah County, by the way, is a county in Utah that which Provo Canyon is the seat of. So okay. not Salt Lake. Mike Smith, the bald-headed sheriff of Utah County. Hold on. So I just want to pause here. Mm-hmm. These are the two guys that are, will be the kind of center of this story. Yes. David Levitt, the DA. Mike Smith, the sheriff. Do you see how these names kind of blur together? Okay, let's keep going. Then we have our second David, double D's, David Hamblin, a white man in a teepee with a penchant for peyote and some deeper problems. Yeah, David Hamblin, which to me sounds like a 1970s uh, like lounge singer. Yes, and if uh, 
if a certain court case goes through, we can also call nickname him David Namblin. Yes. Uh, we also then have Nicholas Rossi. Now that one sticks out in your brain. Yes. Also because he has about eight other names. Yes. I, I, Nicholas Rossi, which we'll get to his AKAs later. Because yes. there are too many to put down. But he is a dead man wanted for rape. Resurrected as a fat professor in Scotland. Additionally, we have a man who's, this name I always get wrong, Adam Herbets. It's the French. <laughs> Which the, is an awkward is, name to say. Herbet. Maybe Herbet? it's Herbet? Her, because what you want to do is say Herberts, but it's not. There's no extra R. It's a Herbets. It's a Herbets. Yeah. He is a local Fox News reporter. What is his agenda? That's what, what I wrote down. What is his agenda? <laughs> I don't like the way he looks. No. I don't really. I, I got to be real with you. Literally greatly dislike the way every single person named here looks. I'm telling you, it's all they've all got that doughy yes, fit that all yes. blends together. Sergeant Spencer Cannon. The I'm actually gonna make you 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 read this. The withered finger man <laughs> who serves the sheriff. Yeah, you like What's that? a finger man? He's a finger man. What's he a finger fingers man? people? <laughs> He's fingering people. <laughs> the <laughs> finger man. <laughs> then we have Jeff Gray. He's gray with an A-Y, by A-Y. the way. A-Y, yes, yeah. Yeah, different kind of gray. The British spelling, maybe, maybe not. the other way. He's running for Utah County Attorney, and on June 28th, it's all or nothing. I like the way you wrote these. And then, Jeff I know, we, we never So read, wait, by the way, uh-huh. Jeff Gray running against David Levitt. Yes, in an upcoming election on June 28th. Okay. Then we have Craig Johnson. No one's going to remember that name. He risked it. He risked it all for jazz, but is he playing to his own tune? And who's paying the piper? You like that shit? I feel like you got to say it like this: Craig Johnson. He risked it all for the jazz, but is he playing to his own tune? And who's paying the piper? Okay, well, I didn't say it like that. And I think it's rude that you're now backseat quarterbacking me and then also peacocking. Is that? Do you think I'm peacocking? I don't really know what that means. I don't think I'm peacocking. I don't have a hat on. Well, hold on to your hat now that you're not wearing, but is by your side like a holstered pistol on a sheriff's belt. Because a, a little over a week ago, on May, in fact, several days over a week ago at this point, (laughs) uh, the Utah County attorney and the Utah County sheriff did something a little bit unusual. June 1st, they held dueling press conferences with the Utah County attorney, David Levitt, going first, and the county sheriff, Mike Smith, going second, about speaking, not in riddles, but very vaguely, about a possible ritualistic sex and maybe cannibalism case that, while not publicly named, David Levitt, the attorney himself, is saying that he's being implicated in, and he's fingering the sheriff. (laughs) Yeah, so, little true non-tip, don't ever implicate yourself, if no one else has yet, in any kind of child abuse and or cannibalism case. Yeah, I, I, I feel like he could have just gone out there and said, I mean, we'll get to his press, his actual, what, what yeah. actually went down in that, that press conference in a second. But that, I feel like if you are if you have to deny that you ever ate a baby, just go up there and be like, listen, a lot of people are saying a lot of crazy shit right yeah. now. I'm not even going to repeat their claims and give them dignity. That's always a good move. Yeah. But I didn't do it. Sure. Always, also. Yeah, all- it's the classic, you know, oh, my public statement about not eating a baby has a lot of people asking about my public statement. 
And, and that's exactly what happened to me. <laughs> I, I, I saw that uh, Adam Herbates from Herbates from fucking. You can't even fucking, say his name. He, I'm, the, it's no one is going to know who we're talking about because we can't say their name. Well, her, it's Herbert without it's an Herbets. R with, and with an S. Yeah. Adam Herbets put out this thread basically detailing. Twitter Not thread. detailing. But being very vague about a series of allegations, and uh, I, I immediately was like, "What the fuck is going on here?" I tried to look into it that night. In fact, recorded a podcast with some guys from Utah, in which I had you did. Yeah, I told you that I was doing that. I don't remember this. Well, we didn't get very far. Okay, I certainly didn't get as far as we're getting today. But uh, it was, uh, it was a very, it was confusing for me. Mm. Um, and then I looked on Tuesday, May 31st, the day before these press conferences, a 151-page report came out, quote, came out, it actually hasn't been released to the public, uh, that Levitt says contains a decade-old accusation of ritualistic sex abuse that he and other, uh, 14 other people are implicated in. That day, May 31st, the Utah County Sheriff's Department puts out a press release on their website. Liz, would you read this? Yeah, okay. In April of 2021, an investigation began into ritualistic child sexual abuse and child sex trafficking that occurred in Utah County. The ensuing investigation discovered that other victims had previously reported similar forms of ritualistic sexual abuse and trafficking that occurred in Utah County, Juab County, and Sampete County during the time between 1990 and 2010. Portions of these allegations were confirmed. These allegations are being investigated by the Utah County Sheriff's Office in cooperation with other local and federal agencies. We are pleading with the public and encouraging victims or individuals with knowledge of these crimes to contact the Utah County Sheriff's Office Special Victims Unit so that they can be offered all of the assistance possible. We understand that there are individuals who have concerns for their safety and or well-being who have been silenced. We need your help. So that is an explosive press release. Explosive. To, to, to come out with. Because ritualistic child sex abuse, I mean, the R word there... Mm. Is uh, is is there's a lot of connotations with that, right? Yeah, and particularly, I mean, in a lot of places, right? But particularly in California and Utah, yeah, where during the '80s and early '90s, I mean, that was those were kind of the sites of a lot of claims being made. Mm -hmm. Various schools. There was a whole scandal having to do with uh, the LDS Church. You know, that's the Mormon Church, mm -hmm. Latter-day Saints. I don't know why. Church of Jesus Christ of the Latter-day Saints. Thank you, baby. Um, and so in these two places, I mean, you know, bringing up child uh, ritual sex abuse in these places. I mean, it, you know, it. there's a lot yeah. of memories that come forward. It, absolutely. No pun intended. Yeah, 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 yeah. 100%. And the language here is a little kind of vague i mean even as vague as it is it's it gets even vaguer because it says the ensuing investigation discovered that other victims had previously reported similar forms of ritualistic sexual abuse and trafficking mm. so that doesn't necessarily even mean that they're connected like it's 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 so vague as to be almost not meaningless but it really doesn't give you a lot of handholds yeah and that's how it would have stayed, except probably for some rumors and talking around town, if this 151-page report had not been leaked 
Uh, and what appears to have happened here, in a, as we've seen from an ensuing Twitter exchange between Adam Herbetz and the Utah County Attorney's Office Twitter pages, is that Adam Herbetz, Herbay? Adam Herbetz. Adam Herbetz. The reporter, the local Fox News reporter. Yes. Had asked, had text messaged David Levitt and asked David Levitt, the embattled DA of Utah County. Yes. And had asked him to comment on the report. So on Wednesday, June 1st, David Levitt comes out and gives this press conference where he opens up with a long spiel, I mean, really right out the gate, about a guy named Nicholas Rossi. Yeah. Describing how, because of a rape test kit that went untested for over a decade, that Nicholas Rossi was being extradited by the Scottish government over charges levied against him by David Levitt's office. He says, quote, Nicholas Rossi's M.O. I don't know why I'm giving him this voice. Nicholas Rossi's M.O. This isn't his voice either. Is to take on people who accuse him or who threaten him or in any way stand in his way with vile crimes, with blackmail and extortion. He goes on to say that, the second case revolved around a local therapist and centered around an allegation that centered around one tragically mentally ill woman that was that therapist's daughter. That woman him, accused him and 15 or 20 other members of the community of being involved in horrific crimes. Okay, stop. Mm-hmm. Because this is very confusing. No one knows what we're talking about. Yeah. I don't know what we're talking about. But I do know that, just to recap, David Levitt gets this press conference. Yes. The day prior... There was a press conference by the sheriff's office. Press release, yes. Okay. They the press release says that investigation, ritualistic child sex abuse. There are rumors online and throughout the Salt Lake Scuttlebutt saying that that case actually involves David Lovett. Yes. He has not been named publicly by the Utah County Sheriff's Department or anything like that. No. And so what he's doing here is he's saying what's going on right now is I am basically being connected via these two cases, this case involving Nicholas Rossi and this, what he says, unrelated case involving this therapist and his daughter. Those are being used by the sheriff's county and by some mysterious figures behind the scenes, which is sort of implied there, uh, to essentially uh, put me on blast. Mm. What he says, a week before ballots drop in the upcoming election. I see. The old political politicking. Exactly. The uh, the little little June surprise here. Mm. Um, so he says, well, the, of course, this all occurs one week before ballots drop in an election that I'm participating in that causes me tremendous concern over the credibility and the actions and the connections of the sheriff's department. Right. So, so he thinks the sheriff's department is coming after him mm-hmm. and is dropping all this crazy stuff, including the child ritualized sex abuse scandal exactly yeah so so he kind of goes on to say here that nicholas rossi is colluding uh, somebody who is being extradited by david levitt's office from scotland is colluding with the utah county sheriff's department to bring forth discredited in in david levitt's words or I don't know if he says that, but he he says discredited charges from 10 years ago against a therapist in which he is implicated. Okay. So I know that's a little confusing there, but there's two different cases here yes. that he says are connected. So we've got the case with the therapist. Yes. And we've got the case of Nick, Nicholas Rossi. Exactly. And then we've got the child sex abuse 
investigation. Yes, which involves the case from the therapist yes. that has been brought. <laughs> I know this is confusing. That Nicholas Rossi is also pushing. Got it. Okay, I know that's a little confusing, but think of it as like a little triangle. Yeah, there. the devil triangle. All connected. So Levitt also slips out that he wouldn't leak any documents if this was to be investigated by any FBI or anything like that to, quote, political consultants or to members of the media or anything mm. like that. So what he's saying is it's the sheriff's office who's leaked it because he wouldn't have done that. Absolutely, yes. He also calls out local media, and then he calls out the sheriff to resign citing Sheriff Mike Smith having misused county resources, presumably involved in this, he says, bullshit investigation. And he also calls on the Utah County Sheriff's Department PR officer, which would be Sergeant Spencer Cannon, I got it. to resign as well. So he's basically saying, hey, love it or leave it. Yes, and he so he is saying that he was accused of cannibalism, that he and his wife are accused, and he gets very angry when he's talking about his wife. He and his wife are accused of being involved somehow in this as well. He's very vague, but he says that the 151-page report that has been leaked, that has come out, is a victim statement from the daughter of a therapist who was arrested in 2012, but whose charges were dropped by the predecessor of David Levitt, who had previously occupied the Utah County attorney's sure. position. So he is actually asked some questions from the reporters assembled here, and he's sort of forced to admit that the therapist, who is not named publicly, mm -hmm. but the therapist might not be quite an unknown quantity to him. He actually says he prosecuted this therapist in Juab County, where he was uh, uh, the Ju Juab County attorney, between, I think, like, 95 and the early 2000s, for poaching a deer. Poaching a deer? Yeah. Which I'm like, it's not just legal to shoot a deer? I yeah. Must have I been mean, a was it a special deer? I mean, maybe. Well, maybe. Because he says, and again, these are David Levitt's words, he poached the deer to use for ritualistic purposes. So someone is doing ritualistic stuff. Yes. he he, And he's pressed on that question. He's like, I don't know what rituals they were. But he says they were Native American rituals. I feel like rituals. if you know what, with the deer and you know the case, then maybe you know a little bit more about what kind of rituals they were. Well, he kind of is forced to elaborate a little more. He's like, listen, when I was a law student, this therapist was my uh, elders quorum president in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Uh, he was my neighbor. I have a family connection. When my wife, his, when his wife learned of whatever he was doing, she divorced him. I testified at that divorce hearing. What? Yes. So he really does know this guy very well. He knows He's this testifying guy. at the divorce hearing. Yeah. I am well aware of who that therapist is, and I'm well aware of many of the players here. When the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints found out about this person's conduct, they kicked him out. So he's out. He's out. He's no, well, this guy might have been mixing a couple religions in the first, he mm -hmm. was doing some, listen, I'm not up on Mormon theology. You know, my only contact with Mormonism is I once made love to a beautiful Mormon girl in my teens. Interesting. Yes, but she was kicked out for getting ear piercing, so... I can imagine if you get kicked out for getting ear piercing, some of the stuff this therapist was getting up to, even beyond the charges of sex abuse, uh, are probably not I kosher. Think from what I know about the Mormon church, the sex abuse is the least of it there. Yeah, actually, they, they, that, that, was, that was what prevented him from getting kicked out sure. earlier. <laughs> he says, there is no organized ring of abuse. It was debunked 
Debunked? More than 10 years ago. He's talking about debunked? Mm-hmm. It was dismissed by someone not in any way, in any respect affiliated with me, and it wasn't even investigated in a serious way by the Sex Crimes Task Force of Utah County. So that is, and he also says, I haven't seen or talked to him in over a decade, meaning probably in 2012 when this case was uh, was both brought and then dismissed. Okay. So I feel like at this point in the story, Levitt, not on the offensive here. No. It's like he was going strong, and now he's forced to admit, well, actually, this crazy therapist is my boy, was my boy. Yeah. I know him really well. In fact, I know a lot of the people that are involved in all this that I can't name, but you guys know who I'm talking about, and I know who I'm talking about. And uh, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I, I feel like he's backpedaling a bit. He's, he's kind of on his, you know. And, and, and something that, that I think in a, in a couple of minutes when we get to this part will we'll maybe make some people's noggin jogging. Okay. Uh, is that he says this case was investigated by the, uh, well, it wasn't investigated in a serious way by the Sex Crimes Task Force of Utah County. And he expects us to be like, be like well, that hallowed stories into institution well, if they didn't investigate it, then it must not have happened, mm. which uh, contradicts a couple of things that David Levitt did in his career. So later that same day, Mike Smith holds a press conference. Stop. Which, okay. Mike Smith. Who is he? He is the sheriff of Utah County. Exactly. He holds a press conference claiming that there were no leaks from the office and that David Levitt has not been named. It should be noted that Mike Smith... The sheriff of Utah County. Yes. And David Levitt. The DA of Utah County. Exactly. Do not like each other. No. And that Mike Smith, the sheriff of Utah County, has endorsed Utah Assistant Solicitor General Jeff Gray, who's running against Levitt. Jeff Gray, not spelled the British way. Yes. So, obviously, he says there's no leaks. He says that maybe we've spoken to Nicholas Rossi, but you know we're not colluding with him in any way. But clearly, there are leaks, as the Fox affiliate, Adam Herbitz, the reporter. Herbets. 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 Uh, obviously, he attained the, the report in full. That could only have come from the sheriff's department or perhaps somebody in the attorney's office who's maybe colluding with the sheriff's department. Uh, and a couple of days later, this is another data point that, that should be added here. Adam Pomeroy, who's oh another one of the candidates. Adam Pomeroy? How is it that every one of these names, you can't remember any of them? Yeah, yeah, I know. Well, Adam Pomeroy. Adam Pomeroy, who's another one of the candidates in the DA's race, drops out and throws his support behind Gray. Interesting. What's more interesting is that Pomeroy had been a member of the now disbanded Special Victims Unit of David Levitt's office. What's going on here? Yeah, what the fuck is going on here? Okay, so to kind of break down what we believe is really going on, we should start by talking about who actually some of these people are in depth. And we got to begin with David Levitt because the thing is, I'll say a couple of people tried to kind of get us to, to look at what was going on here. You got really into it. Yeah. I was like, probably like how the listeners are, where I was like, this is confusing. I don't understand what's going on. But I'm going to keep listening to Brace because, one, I'm a good friend, and I don't just turn my back on him. She's an empath. And, <laughs> and two, you know, people have told me that. <laughs> really? 
You've been told that before, Liz? That's... And okay. And two, um, you know, I got nothing else going on. So I got to... Yeah, 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 yeah. Much like a listener. I got to, you know, see this thing through. So here's the thing. Every single one of these characters is fucking weird as shit. They're freaks. They're all freaks. None of it makes any sense. Like, here's the thing. Even if there was no child, ritual child sex abuse going on here. Yes. They're all still freaks. It's all, like, literally, if you live in Utah... You should move. Yeah, it seems like a weird place. Stuff, weird stuff's going on there. It's, it's not like we and even... not in a cool, like, Lynchian, like, oh, it's like the dark forest. Like, yeah. it's just... It's like, I don't... Something's wrong. Like, they're, like, you know, doing ritualistic shit at, like, HOAs. Yeah. You know I, what mean, I mean? There's definitely... Listen, there's something in the water there. Oh, my God. Yeah, salty. I just took a huge gulp of Fiji myself because it is going to be a wild ride through David Levitt's life. So David Levitt, you might be surprised, is not Jewish. Although no, he's, he, more, he's Mormon. Yes. But Levitt, you know. All right. No, so David Levitt is like every single other person. I haven't checked on this completely, but every person I have checked has been mm. Mormon. Okay. Except for Nicholas Rossi. Yes. He is a standout here. But David Levitt is the younger brother of a guy named Mike Levitt, who, if you are a Utahan. I hate this. So, so if you're from much. Utah, it's called this is it's called it's the Utahan. Utah. U T A H N. Yes. That's it. Just Utahan. Yeah. Utahan. It's Uton. so awkward. Well, that's it's crazy because Utahan's a verb too. Where- Utah, Utah is when you give a minute to each of your wives, if you know what I'm saying. All right. You just Utah around the room. So David Levitt is a younger brother of a guy named Mike Levitt, who was the former governor of Utah, and who also served as the served as the head of the EPA during Bush's administration and Secretary of Health and Human Services as well. I phrase that super w. weird. Bush? Yeah. W. Bush. I got to say Mike Levitt. That is a governor's name. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Absolutely. Yeah. So boring. But so the point being that, you know, um, you know, he's the younger brother. This family, and we'll talk about his dad, uh, this family is a old school Utah politician oh, family. A very old school. Very old school. So their dad's name is Dixie Levin. I'm sorry, dude. If you come up to me and you're like, hey, my name is Dixie. He, him. I'm like, what, brother? Dixie? That's fucking crazy. You gotta start calling yourself like Dick or something like that. I think that. you could be Dixie, but you have to literally be south of the Mason Dixon line. That's for you can't be Dixie, Dixie in Utah. D- Dixie, dude? Like Dixie the Utah. I mean, these people, by the way, no, they're not from the South either. They're definitely they're they're Yankees. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Dixie. So Dixie Dixie Levitt was a Utah state legislator who actually owns a pretty large insurance company. That sounds right. Um, And they are descendants of a guy named Dudley Levitt. He was an original Mormon pioneer who participated (laughs) in the September 11th Mountain Meadows Massacre, which killed around 120 settlers from the East Coast heading to California. Uh, Basically, I'm, you know, mea culpa here, not super... Up on Utah history. Utah on history. Utah on history. So only kind of have a cursory knowledge of the Mountain Meadow Massacre. From what I understand is I believe they were dressed up as Native Americans and mm-hmm. they brought a bunch of Paiutes with them to try to kind of blame it on 
the Native Americans. So you're, it's an original false flag. Yes. Yeah. On September 11th. Uh, but they killed 120 men, women, and children. Jesus. And there are a lot of heroin accounts of just like baby skeletons kind of lying in the dirt. Another participant in the massacre. People were going crazy on the Pioneer. Oh, like, yeah. Like that whole track well, was. Well, the Utahns, too. They everyone was losing their minds. They should have brought down the full weight of the federal government and stamped that shit out. Yeah. Because those people. Psychos. Psychos. Yeah. yeah. Another participant was a guy named Jacob, Jacob Lee Hamblin. Oh who was an God. early Mormon I'm sorry, leader. what was that last name? Jacob Lee Hamblin. Okay. And uh, he was not actually, I believe, a participant in the massacre itself, but he participated in the lead-up to it and might have done it maybe himself. Who knows? Um, and I'm not entirely sure that he's related to the David Hamblin, but you know what? I bet he is. Yeah, it feels right. Uh, anyways, Levitt was elected as Utah County Attorney in 2018. So he's he's only been in this position for, for well, four years, a full term. But it's worth paying attention to his life prior to 2018 because there's kind of a lot there. So while Juab County Attorney, he had a public change of heart about the practice of polygamy when he pers- prosecuted and persecuted well-known polygamist Tom Green. Now, okay. I cannot believe Tom Green <laughs> was doing that shit. This is not the Tom Green. His craziest prank yet. Yeah. <laughs> but no, this was like a big deal polygamist in, I mean, in the state. People yeah. Knew, I mean, he's a big power player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had like a shit ton of sister wives. Yeah, yes. Like three sets of three sister wives. Really? I think it was three sets. He was doing tries, trios? It was either three sets or two sets of four. Oh, he's doing quads. <laughs> yeah, all right. Well, that makes more sense. Like, easier to handle. Just awful would play, shit. They would play those two groups off each he other. He also like married all of them when they were 13 and 14. Yes. Well, funny you say that because while David Levitt prosecuted Tom Green, yes. his son, William Green, was defended by David Levitt when he was busted in 2007 at the age of 19 for having sex with a 13-year-old he met on MySpace. Mm-hmm. And he got busted for this. Guess what his jail sentence was? What? 180 days in jail. Mm. 13-year-old. Yeah. And, uh, and he was defended by David Levitt. There. Interesting. It's very weird. So David Levitt prosecuted the dad, mm-hmm. defended the son. Yes. And there's kind of a lot of talk and rumors in, in, uh, in Juwab County about the Levitt family's closeness to the Green family as well. Interesting. But- yes. Post-conviction of Tom Green or prior? Pre-conviction. Interesting. Yes. Tom Green was like very public-facing polygamist. Yeah, he was. And so I think they were kind of forced to bust him. But like, I mean, fuck, Levitt brought his wife out to meet them. Wow. Which is, I mean, I gotta say, I'm trying to get a bunch of sister wives. I'm not bringing my old lady to meet a bunch of fucking... Sister wives. To meet a bunch of sister wives. She'll be like, this sucks. Like, Zendaya's here. Fucking... Machine Gun Kelly's wife is here? Like, I thought he was married to her. Braces? Um, anyways, he says this experience, not that particular experience, but his experience as Juwab County Attorney. I hate Juwab. I hate Juwab County. <laughs> I left my wives in Juwab County. So he's like, fuck, this sucks. Like, I don't even know. Like, I'm so just like conflicted and confused all the time. Like, do I like polygamy? Do I hate polygamy? I don't know. Uh, I'm going to go to somewhere that's more normal, uh, which is Ukraine. 
So he <laughs> flies to Ukraine in the early 2000s as a volunteer with the American Bar Association to, yes. to advise the Ukrainian Supreme Court during the election between Viktor Yushchenko and Viktor Yukunovich. Okay, so real quick, the ABA, the American Bar Association, actually asked him to go to Ukraine to uh, basically advise Ukrainians on how to restructure their legal system to yes. be more like the American system and less like the Soviet system. Absolutely, yes. So, first so of all... So, just when you think the ABA can't get worse. Because mm -hmm. my thing is, Troika's fantastic system. Absolutely. Don't get rid of it. That's crazy. that They would not be in this position that they're in today <laughs> if they were still Troika's. So, he, he goes ahead... And he's advising the Supreme Court. His office overlooks the Maidan, by the way. Yes. He advises the Supreme Court. And famously, during that election, when they annul the results of the runoff and order a revote, and Viktor Yushchenko wins the election. Well, that's very weird. Very weird. I mean, he actually, what's funnier is that he actually stays really good friends with Yushchenko. Like, he's his boy. He's like, oh, no, like, don't worry, like... I totally know a good skin guy. Like, <laughs> have you been to LA? Like, yeah, you need a little detox program. Yeah, exactly. Um, so they, they actually, there's pictures of them together at their home at, at I think Yushchenko's home last oh year. So they're like still hanging out all the time. Um, after the orange revolution, um, during which time Levitt briefly leaves, he goes to Czech Republic with his family and then like heads back. Mm. Czechia. Bullshit. We don't call it that on this no, podcast. Um, and then comes back where he founds the Levitt Institute for International Development, which is one of the sponsors of today's program. I call it the lid. It is. It is the lid. 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 So they work very closely with USAID. <laughs> ah, also sponsors of this podcast. <laughs> yes. Uh, and they bring Western legal officials over to train Ukrainians. Uh, they now operate in several Eastern European countries. <laughs> and in fact, Levitt basically lived in Ukraine up until 2018 in Kiev. Okay. And there's a host of articles about his quick return to the country to um, close up some affairs at the beginning of the Russian invasion. Oh, my God. Yes. Very so, weird. Yeah, yeah. Very, very, very strange. So what's even stranger is his wife, Shalom, who, by the way, is also, he is saying, is named in this in this report. She is a sex therapist at Brigham Young University. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yes, she is. Her name, by the way, Shalom. It's spelled C H E L O M. They're dude. Mormons are Jews. They literally are Jews. They call like they call you guys Gentiles. Do they I, really? Yeah, they call non-Mormons Gentiles. I didn't know that. Yeah, and well, actually, everyone's Mormon because they can baptize you after you're dead. So any like prominent Wait, what? person, How you can didn't you know can... that. No, dude, Anne Frank's Mormon. Hitler also Mormon. I assume. Everyone's Mormon. Genghis Khan, Mormon. Fucking Lincoln, Mormon. Um, Marilyn Monroe, Mormon. Who else? Zendaya, Mormon. <laughs> Machine Gun Kelly, Mormon. These people are all Mormon. Machine Gun Kelly could be Mormon. But you, yeah, they, 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 they baptize people after they're dead. That seems um, fucked up. I think they did baptize. I don't know this is but true. But in keeping with Mormon tradition... Also non-consensual. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Very true. So she's a sex therapist and family health professor at Brigham Young University. Uh, My alma mater. Yes. And I, I do want to be clear. I think she is basically an advisor on soaking. So. Excuse me? Yeah. Soaking. 
of the soak. What soap? What is this? What is this? So, okay. You know how sex is like you couldn't do that before you're married? With penis and vagina and Okay. Stuff? So imagine if you're like, what if I just get a boner and then you're just on it, but I don't move? What? What do you mean on it? So like, well, okay. Well, all right. This is deep or deeper lack of knowledge. <laughs> and I'm not sure that <laughs> this, I think this, this like, I, I okay. Wow. So I, I think this, I mostly have always pictured this. I feel this, like a soak happens down, though. down. Well, like it's a dipping so situation. It could be a dip. A, you're could, soaking into something. You don't like soak. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, soak up is actually a phrase. But I know, but it's, down. it's not I get what the you're right. Saying. You're not actually trying to absorb the moisture. <laughs> like you don't actually need you know, to. It's like a. It's like a. You know, you dip in, uh, dip out. I'll be real. It's. I'm. <laughs> let me just say, any kind of wet things, not really my fucking. That's not really what I my, like my experience. This conversation. At um. All. But uh. So what you do is like you're a Mormon guy and you're a Mormon girl and you, you're a guy and you get a you get a uh, erection and then you put it in the vagina but then you don't move. But then if you got friends, if your boys are like actually your friends instead of fake friends, which there are a lot of, especially in fake ass places like L.A., they come over. And then they jump on the bed next to you in tandem, simulating the... But because people aren't actually doing it, yes. it doesn't count as... It's like, I'm sorry, like if, you know, it's like an earthquake or something. It's like a I natural just, thing My question, happening. why is it called soaking? Well, that seems pretty self-explanatory by the act. So I, and I don't really feel comfortable <laughs> completely explaining to you why that is named that. But... Because of, you know. Okay. Yeah. Um, anyways, so I'm assuming that Shalom Levitt does that. <laughs> this is what they teach at that, that school? I don't know that, but I'm kind of extrapolating If you here. have been to this school and or have soaked, please DM Brace Belden. Yeah, 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 yeah. They should also call the sex department Brigham Hung University at there. That's not a very good That's joke. That's not good at no, all. I'm sorry about no. that. We, we're doing it live, baby. We'll do it live! Fuck it! Um, so David Levitt and her returned to the country after doing whatever the fuck they were uh, doing. I forgot about David Levitt. Exactly. Well, when you spend a couple of seconds with Shalom, believe me, you can't think of anything else. Um, he wins the Utah County Attorney's Race in 2018. And then two years later, he actually tries to run for uh, in the Republican primary for the Utah Attorney General, but he loses. So he is actually being assailed by his opponents as a woke Chase Boudin style progressive <laughs> prosecutor. Is he? He's not though. No, not at all. No. Uh, he actually is just like the sheriff hates him, and he's like trying to minorly. He's not even like a cash bail reform guy. He is a cash bail reform guy, but he's not like an eliminate cash bail guy at all. Mm. Um, he just wants to make like very minor prosecutorial reforms that okay. he brands as actually conservative, but his opponents are branding as progressive. Radical. Um, there, uh, he also, uh, and this is a very important data point, disbanded the special victims office of the county attorney in 2020. Yeah. We mentioned this, uh, briefly. Mm -hmm. We mentioned at least SVU briefly. Yeah. And... When we were trying to figure out what was going on here, it's a little confusing because you hear DA char like rumors about the DA involved with sex crimes, and he disbanded the sex crimes unit. You think, well, open and shut case. Mm -hmm. 
no, no, no. Yes. That's where you're wrong. Apparently, he disbanded the SVU because they were not, there was like such a large backlog of rape kits that needed to be tested, like decades and decades and decades. Yeah. And they weren't doing any of it that he was like, you're, fu- you're all fired. Yeah. We're getting rid of this and we're doing it my way. Yeah. Well, he, he only fired a few people, but he disbanded, he made everyone else just like go to other like yeah, yeah, prosecutorial yeah. units, but he totally dismantled the SVU. Yes. Um, and that they are an important little, there, there, there's an SVU current in the background here, mm. much like when you go over to your friend's house to buy some weed off of them and they're watching it on the television. Yeah. I love that show. So the sheriff's department fucking hates this guy. He also doesn't like what Levitt's kind of big bugbear is, is plea deals. He doesn't mm. like plea deals. He thinks tra- cases should be like the government should have to prove its case in court, mm. which is, he, that's what he says at least. Mm. Uh, Hard nosed. Yeah. Yeah. And plea deals can be often very fucked up. Yeah. And that's also just like, yeah, a bunch of lawyers who know each other. Yeah. Yeah. Getting together, doing boy stuff, soaking. Going to a jazz and game. And and, you know, getting your boys' deals. I hate soaking with my lawyer buddies, dude. It just seems like they're all so strict about everything. Um, you you kind of move around once. Everyone's like, don't do that. Um, let me ask you this. If it's not sex to soak, you can soak with your boys then, right? You could. I Anyways. mean, it seems like boys are soaking. Yeah, well, boys are soaking. So, all right. So, Levitt has had a stern eye, kind of cast him for a while. Fox 13, Adam Herberts. Herberts. News organization uh, has investigated him a bunch for dismissals of a stalking charge from a former LDS missionary companion of his brother, who was also a donor to his campaign. And they also leaked that Levitt asked the department to dismiss a traffic stop against Levitt's handyman. All right. So, okay. The sheriffs hate him. The sheriffs despise this motherfucker. There is like, they have like a pack against him. Now, this is Classico style. Classico style. Why? Because cops hating the DA's office. Oh, yeah. Classico's tale as old as time. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And I got to be real. I honestly feel bad about doing all those car break-ins in San Francisco now. All right. Because well, that's, I was just trying to see if I And can, now you're out of the town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was just trying to see if like you had good CDs. Sure. But yeah. And no, also if you could do it. My bad. And, and yeah, you know it's what? It's more of a like personal challenge. I love the thrill of it. I love the thrill of bipping a fucking window and getting back in there and go, ooh, you have a scarf? Maybe it's mine now. Want to see how I got this scarf? Um, so, all right. That's one David down. David Levitt, that's his biography. Now, who the fuck is this therapist? Who has not been named. His name is David Hamblin. Oh, baby. Yes, it is. He's out of Provo. Mm-hmm. I feel like you hear someone's out of Provo. Turn the other way. Yeah, get out Nothing of good comes out of there. Absolutely. Um, he is a psychiatrist mm-hmm. by training, apparently legit, from Arizona State University, which I feel like is the Utah of universities. Absolutely. And as we mentioned, he's also, according to Levitt, the quorum president when, you know, David Levitt was there uh, in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Yes. So he is a member or former member now 
of the Church of Jesus Christ of, LD, of, of LDS. I don't know why I just said it. We're just going to say LDS because it's too long to say. Yeah, but they all say it. I so get all mush-mouthed. Like, so. Yeah. So there's actually not a ton out there about Hamblin that I could find. I looked up all the new, old newspaper records. Mm. A lot of them have to do with a young guy named David Hamblin um, from Provo, Utah. Okay. Who so might be his son, but it's still kind of hard. I looked up Ancestry. Anyways, the really pertinent stuff here is that the first real news article you can find about David Hamblin relates to a series of arrests in the early 2000s, specifically one related to his involvement in the fuck. I knew how to pronounce this yesterday, and I'm going to fuck this up today, but don't worry because nobody really involved in this is Native American. Oklava, Oklava, it's Oklava, Earthwalks Native American Church. Oklava, Earthwalks Native American Church. I want to make it clear here that David Hamblin is about as Native American as Mao Zedong. That is to say, not at all. So you might be like, Oklahoma Native American, Earthwalks Native American Church, what the hell is that? And I had the same question. Um, there is not a lot of, of non-Oklahoma Oklava information out there, mm. like non-Oklava provided Oklava information out there. So I asked friend of the show, who I didn't ask him like he did his name, so I'll just call him W, mm. uh, who is a Native American guy that I know who lives on, on the res mm. and who is a, you know, knows a lot about Native issues, et cetera. And so I was like, brother, what's going on here? This church? And he's like, we have a thing we call pretendians, which is his word, not mine. Pretendians. Pretendings. Pret- pretendians. 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 Is I like that. Them. Pretendians. Um, and they a lot. There's a lot of fake churches like this. Sure. Which is basically, and this was, I think, a really big thing in the late '80s and '90s. Right, because of the laws about reservations. Yeah. Well, and just white guys got really into like Iron John, like what was that thing where they did like spirit yelling or whatever right, right, right. like that kind of like fake weird spirituality that's mm. like also like dances with wolves exa- yeah i never seen it but for sure that makes sense to me um and i actually i mean i when i was at uh at sage walk when i was younger i got sent away to that one place uh they had a ton of fake native american shit mm. out there and it was all like the most grotesque but there's also like there's there was that going on and then the, the cultural moment and then there's all of the tax breaks that get layered in to church stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so Oklava is an insane topic to actually get into in yeah, itself. Yeah, yeah. But it's essentially a, quote, Native American church that's open to all believers. Pretendians. Yes, pretendians. Um, so they're into something called deep healing. Oh, no. I, I You know what? I was like, when we were, I was looking into this yesterday, I was like, I'm not going to get into whatever deep healing is. Um, I watched most of a pro-Oklava documentary on them called Chased, uh, Chasing a Good Day to Die. That sounds like a James Bond movie. Yes, I think A Good Day to Die is a James Bond movie. Well, there we go. Uh, yeah, they're trying to get to the premiere of A Good Day to Die, the James Bond movie, <laughs> but they keep, it's like an amazing race style, like kind of black sure. comedy. Um, but it includes testimony from recovering addicts and sex abuse, vic- uh, sex abuse victims about the ceremonies helping them. Sorry, hold on. Are you talking about ritualized ceremonies helping I them? I am indeed talking about ritualized ceremonies helping them. Because Hamblin gets arrested for something involving a ritualized ceremony that would be a button of peyote. Okay. So, David Hamblin, the therapist that was named in one of the cases by David Levitt Mm -hmm. in that initial press conference, right? Yeah. Although he didn't name Hamblin. 
No, but who's the therapist? But he is the therapist, yeah. Yes. Was arrested for peyote possession in connection with the Oklava Earthwalks Native American Church, which is, from our understanding and our little boots on the ground, a pretendian church. Yes. Because previously to this, he was, and this is how David Levitt knew him, a member of the LDS. Yes, and apparently he still was for quite a while after this too, because he's only expelled later. If judging by if what David Levitt says is accurate. Okay, question. Uh huh. Brace. Let's talk drugs. Why is it called a button? I don't know. I've never done peyote. What does it like come in? Buttons. <laughs> what I does that mean? So? In my head, it looks like mushrooms, but that makes no sense. It's probably, I mean, those are buttons. You know. But I'm talking about like yeah, not mushrooms like drug mushrooms. I was thinking of like. Like the little mushroom. white guys. Yeah. The little yeah, white yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> mushroom guys. Believe me, baby. You fucking leave those out in the sun long enough and you eat them, something happens. Yeah. And a lot of white guys are coming by. Yes. Yeah. But um, yes. Yeah. So he is, I guess, I've I, I never taken peyote, right? Mm. It's not, I'm not a huge psychedelics guy. I don't like, it's just, it's not my Sounds thing. Sounds weird. It's, it's, you know what? I got enough. The world is yeah. my nightmare. Uh, already I to, yeah already it's, yeah. You, you don't need to go like ooga ooga see through my eyes for sure. one day Liz. well that would be like being on peyote yes exactly but I do know that some people like it quite a bit um, and he was using it and I do believe they were actually using it in ceremonies in ritual ceremonies I also believe they were probably selling it on the side for a little sure. bit of money so he was saying when he got arrested his defense was I am training to be a Native American medicine man Yes, which is also every time I've ever gotten arrested, like when I got caught pissing in public, I didn't get arrested, but I got cited uh, for pissing in public on 18th. I was just like, no, I'm uh, training to be a Native American medicine. Yeah, but that went well. It did not go well at all. Uh, He is not Native American at all. The leaders of the church are, they claim, a third Native American each. 35%. 35%. And they're eventually busted with a shit ton of peyote and the case actually goes all the way up to the utah supreme court and they win yes yeah i read the court case on this and the utah supreme court the utah supreme court yep um utah supreme court said basically that they were like you know what race doesn't matter you can be native american doesn't matter about the percentage of that's crazy you know Elizabeth American Warren said she, should have said she'd gone to BYU. <laughs> yeah. But they held it up, and then they, you know, they allowed them to keep, uh, you know, keep going. So he's also working as a psychiatrist and therapist around this time? Hamblin. Hamblin is, yes. And according to a man now claiming to be a, his former victim, who's interviewed by several news stations, but Adam Herbetz, Fucking he Herbets. used hypnosis and sexually assaulted his victims. This guy had actually been uh, sent to Hamblin by the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints for, I think, what seems like gay conversion therapy. Oh, my God. Yeah. So Hamblin was hypnotizing and possibly drugging. Mm -hmm. Those usually go hand in hand, and we've seen him with peyote before, so I'm just going to say I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Vic... Basically, like victims, yeah. but but clients, yeah, kids that were sent to him by the LDS, 
And then sexually assaulting them. That is what one would gather from this. Yes. Okay. I mean, alleged. But keep in mind, by the way, this is oh, all allegedly. All, alle- everything all on this allegedly. Pod- none of this has been proven. We're always alleged. This is a comedy podcast of, of alleged that does. It's just a parody. Yeah. Um. And so he also. I mean, this is too much to get into, but he might be involved in the Sterling Van Wagenen. Uh, Turning himself in—that's one of the guys who helped start fun- Sundance. It's a—that's another long thing to get into that we don't really have time to get into. So, in December 2012, David Hamblin was charged in Utah County with 12 counts of rape of a child, oh. two counts of sodomy of a child, one count of attempted sodomy of a child, and two counts of aggress- uh, aggravated sexual abuse of a child. The child in question—at least we know one of the victims. I don't know if I, we don't know who these charges are related to or if they're all related to one person. But one of them is definitely his daughter. Oh, my God. Uh, The crimes in question, according to contemporary articles from that time period, happened 20 years prior, so in the 1990s. Okay. But could have been happening up until 2010s if we're going by other information given out. It's very vague, and like basically none of this has been released to the public. Um, so what we can gather from Levitt's press conference, Hamblin's wife divorced him and he was kicked out of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Right around this time. Exactly. Which was December of 2012. And lost his therapy license. December 2012. Yes. So this case was dismissed by Prosecutor David Sturgill, who is another David, but this is the only time I'll say his first and last name. Because he claimed it was difficult to amount amass the evidence necessary to prove anything in a case so old. Okay, now my question mm-hmm. is this: to sum it up, in 2012, David Hamblin, who used to be the quorum president of the LDS when David Levitt was there was in December 2012 charged with 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17 counts of different charges of sexual abuse of a child. Mm -hmm. However, the case was eventually dismissed and dropped because there there was just no way to prove anything in that case because the charges were related to events that happened 10 years prior, something in the 1990s. Yes. Now, the victim's statement that was released by the sheriff's department in 2022 was related to this case. Yes. So that 151-page report that David Levitt talks about in his press conference yes. is the victim's statement from what appears to be David Hamblin's daughter detailing... We again, we don't know. This has not been released to the public. Right. This has not been leaked to the public. Um, detailing a child sex abuse ring involving, in David Levitt's own words, David Levitt, his wife, and fourteen or fifteen to twenty other prominent Utahns. So, one might ask, how do I know David Hamblin is the therapist? How did I figure that out with my big genius investigator brain? Well, I saw a series of posts by a clearly mentally ill person on Twitter. 
and looked into the details to which they named David Hamblin, and I looked that up, and it does definitely appear from contemporaneous reports that it is absolutely the same person that is being referenced by David Levitt here. But then I clicked on that person's website, and I saw that it was a very strange website run by a man named Nicholas Rossi. Okay, Nicholas Rossi, now, again, Nicholas Rossi named the first name named by David Levitt in that press conference, right? He says he's apprehended a man named Nicholas Rossi. Yes. Okay, so who's Nicholas Rossi? Nicholas Rossi, (laughs) a.k.a. Arthur Knight, a.k.a. Nicholas Alarvidian. No, I heard a guy pronounce it earlier, Alaverdian. Okay, Nicholas Alaverdian. Mm Mm-hmm. Also, a.k.a. Nick Allen, a.k.a. Nicholas Brown, a.k.a. Arthur Brown. Okay, who is this person? What do we know? Well, so what we actually do know for a fact is that he's a 34-year-old man. Mm -hmm. Even that is somewhat contested. He is, by all accounts, a convicted sex offender. He faked his own death in 2020. And a man who says he is not Nicholas Rossi, but who people say is actually, in fact, is Nicholas Rossi and looks really honestly exactly like Nicholas Rossi now lives in Scotland, wheelchair bound and with an oxygen mask on at all times. That is a, I gotta say, you know, when we were talking about disguises in the Philippines, Elon Musk episode. Sure. Dude, oxygen mask is all time disguise. It's so really good. smart. So good. And terrifying. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah, I've seen I've seen. Because you have the... No, but I mean, just like the vibe of like always having that thing on. Totally. And he's in a wheelchair. Like there's something very like, you know, he looks that like an X-Men villain. him and his wife or whatever, his old lady. Yeah. That's a fucked up way. He's like, God, nothing can ta- tear us apart. Yeah. Okay. So let's walk through this. A man named Nicholas Rossi, he was arrested in Glasgow back in January of this year, so January 2022. At the time of his arrest, he was shoeless, disguised in a blonde mustache. He was also wearing purple polka dot silk pajamas and what has been described, although I would contest, as novelty patterned socks. Now, this is from some of the reporting at the time of his arrest, and I just want to read this out. Urbane, dapper, and unfailingly polite. He had appeared to be every inch the English gentleman, an eccentric academic in three-piece tweeds. He spoke with such a cut-glass English accent that those around him joked he must have been a member of the royal family. Well, I think that's insane, but something he does have in common with the royal family is that he's a rapist. (laughs) So, actually, Nicholas Rossi... On the Jubilee, no less, she says this. It's, we're beyond the Jubilee. But we're, the Jubilee lasts for a year. Yeah. Well, she deserves it. So, actually... So, okay. Nicholas Rossi, a.k.a. Nicholas Alaverdian. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to be switching through those names the entire time we walk through this. That's and I apologize. But also, style. it's a great brain exercise mm-hmm. for you at home. Think about it. Put no, it together. I won't. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Use your brain. Okay. So he's not British. No. Despite what the British want. I don't, they, if they want to claim him, I say, All have yours. at it. Uh, you know what? Cheerio. <laughs> you know. He's a fucking monster. He's <laughs> actually American, <laughs> which makes more sense. Um, he's from Rhode Island. And as a kid, 
I mean, he says his parents were alcoholics and abusive. I would absolutely believe that given who he is. But he was in and out of child, uh, like child services all throughout Rhode Island when he was a kid. Says he suffered years of abuse. He sued the state for this. Um, but then he withdrew the claim after the state basically agreed, agreed to waive a lien in excess of 200K against any settlement proceedings he could have gotten from the lawsuit. Well, Jesus Christ. Yeah, so there was some other, you know, my man had some debts going on. I, should, I think it should be noted, too, that he was sent to the famous Boys Town facility in Nebraska. Yes, Nebraska, we period. explain. Well, if you would like to know more about that, uh, read Nick Bryan's book on the Franklin scandal. Yeah. Um, but not the kind of place that you want to get sent to. No. At some point, he enrolled in, like, Harvard Extension classes, but never actually graduated. Regardless, he billed himself as, quote, Harvard scholar, political scientist, and sociologist. Well, I, if you go to, I mean, Harvard, I guess that... This is such a you thing to say. I'm like, well, is he? I'm a City College of San Francisco scholar. scholar. There you go. Went there for, like, six months. Okay, back to the rape stuff. So, in 2008, he attacked a woman in Dayton, Ohio pulling her down the basement where he pressed her against the wall, Jesus. grabbed her, and then starts jerking off. She tries to push him away, and say, and he goes, I'm almost done. Don't be a bitch. Jesus. So he's a horrible guy. He later apologizes to her and is like, I couldn't help myself. You're so beautiful. And then it's like, don't tell anyone. But instead, smart girl, she goes to the police. He gets convicted of public indecency and sexual imposition for that attack. He files for a retrial. Oh, my God. Yeah. This, after this is... a MySpace post surfaces, allegedly from the victim's account, basically saying that, you know, like a, a post on MySpace being like, I lied. I, you know, he didn't attack me like some kind of mea culpa yeah. on the old MySpace. He uses that like, uh, you know, that to file a motion to retry the case. But the state is like, yo, let's get the computer forensics team on it just to double check yeah. some things. And they're like, oh, no, actually, this post is faked, and you wrote it, Nicholas. So, so this is actually, I, I first looked up Nicholas Rossi. I don't know the reason why, but he's the one familiar face in this case to me because I read about this yeah. a couple of years ago. And it's just so insane. Like He literally just tried to get away with being like, she just wrote that I'm innocent, and like, yeah. you guys are just let and he stay made up it there. up. Yeah, fully made it up. So it's from this case that his DNA gets put in the system, and you know he gets registered as a sex offender. So he tries to overturn that conviction. He fails. It's at this point that, like you know, many such cases, he becomes basically a men's rights folk hero. Yeah, um, which is maybe around the time that you heard about him on mm -hmm. your forums. No, oh, well, okay. Those forums are for people who really like video games. Do we discuss other topics there? Yes, we do. But I'm saying it's not the focus of those forums. Well, he was posting on like incel and MRA forums, which I will say, Brace does not. Uh, he publishes this manifesto type post called My Personal 9-11. He posts it to our men's rights. It's now been since deleted. He posted on Reddit? Yeah. Um, <sighs> but actually, gross. so it's posted to Reddit, the admin from men's rights is like, or the, the like auto content moderator post bot mm -hmm. guy is like, Oh, you actually name your victim in this. And that's too spicy for men's rights. You need to repost it, taking out the girl's name. Yes. 
So again, it's called My Personal 9-11. It's now deleted, but this is a quote from it. Her acts are tantamount to flying planes into my twin pillars of personal success and public service. My goals and our aspirations crumbled to the earth, amassing a huge heap of rubble. That's that's really something. Yeah. I mean, that's like calling... <laughs> getting... I'm sorry. Getting convicted of pushing a woman against a wall and masturbating next to her and then be like, don't be a bitch, and then making up a MySpace a post that exonerates yourself and then getting caught doing that in court... And then calling that your personal 9-11 is that is the most to be shit fair, I've ever heard he life. did just try to like fake a huge false flag yes. on her. I guess that's true. He did try to false flag her. So Oh, maybe he's a little more maybe his third eye is a little more open than we thought. Okay. In 2010, he's again arrested after police get called to his apartment in Rhode Island. Um, someone calls in rep- basically reporting a domestic disturbance, saying that a man and woman are arguing loudly. There's like a crying baby. The police arrive at the apartment and they can hear screaming. A woman opens the door and she basically has bruises all over her fucking face. There's injuries on her neck, her arms, fully, her eye is like fully swollen. Rossi, a.k.a. Aliverdian, I'm going to say both, neither, both, or one he's, or the other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's Ross. Let's call him Rossi. Okay. He gets arrested. He's taken into custody. But as he's getting taken into custody, he starts beating his head against the back of the cruiser. And he's doing it so hard and he won't stop. The police have to pepper spray him to calm him down. I mean, this is the thing about Rossi is he seems like a legitimate fucking psycho. Not like a lot like a psycho killer Navy SEAL like freak that we talk about. Like an actual like mentally psycho. Yeah like creature yeah at one point when he was a kid there was like a congressional like literally like a state congressman i think who really like took to him Mm -hmm. because he was this kid in social services and he was like you know maybe i will file adoption papers and like take this kid in yeah and a fucking rhode island judge like stepped in and was like you can't do that this kid is like too sick yeah yeah which like I don't, uh, yeah, wrapping my head around that. I don't know. I mean, getting, very... these places, I mean, are like, that's the thing. It's like a lot of these places that Rossi got sent to are like abuse factories, yeah. right? Like in, in some yeah, ways, more ways than one. And so, you know, it's going to fuck, it's going to fuck you. Like it's, you're lucky if you don't get fucked up from this, but he really his. uh, I mean, he spread that around, you know, like he's, he's, he's taking it in. He's put it on other people. So he pleads no contest to the domestic disturbance. In 2017, court docs get filed in Utah, basically saying he's under investigation for harassment, kidnapping, and assault, occurring in not just Rhode Island and Utah, but also Ohio and Massachusetts between 2007 and 2019. The incident in Utah is from 2008, and that's when his ex-girlfriend says that Rossi came over to her home in Orem. Mm-hmm. Fucking like Utah ass name. That actually sounds like Orem sounds like the name of like a Utahn. Orin. Orin Hatch. Yeah, but it's Orem. Orem. Well, that's just, that's how you say it with Utah accent. Okay. Uh Rossi is like, hey, come over. Uh, I'm gonna give you the money that I owe you because I owe you a lot of money. Okay, apparently. well that all right. Lots sometimes guys owe some women money, all right? You know, it's well, instead he rapes her. Okay. Um, then he basically tr- 
like tries and bars her from leaving his apartment. Yes. There's another police report filed in 2010 by a woman who said that he brought her to his apartment and then wouldn't let her leave. Then another woman in that same year who he also invited to his apartment tried to leave when it got obviously like very weird and was physically stopped. Rossi said he would only let her go once she paid him back the money he spent oh, on dinner that night Christ. and testified into a camera that she wouldn't pursue any legal action against him, saying the money she gave him was for therapy and for him due to her violent actions and her sexual addictions. Good which is Lord. like the fucking, such a fucking Reddit-ass yeah. men's, right? Yeah, absolutely. Fucking copy pasta testify into a fucking camera so crazy so basically in the utah court filings they said that all of his crimes follow the same pattern inappropriate contact ending with him threatening either to hurt himself or forcing himself onto the woman telling the police that she was the one who victimized him yeah i mean that seems what he's done in literally every single case here is that like he he does something really fucked up and then, like, either goes crazy and, like, tries to, like, blackmail or or extort or somehow, like, I mean, you know, like, he's talking, like, make a woman testify into a camera. Or, you know, when he gets actually arrested by the police, banging his head against Ugh. the fucking... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the guy is a slime ball. Yeah. But, like, he's beyond slime. He's, like, a pathological slime ball. Yes. He also is, like, defrauding people yes. left and right. So, basically, in early 2020, a woman named Nafsika... And Yapas? Okay. No idea how to say this woman's name, but she's actually famous. She hired a man named Nicholas Knight Brown to promote the fourth season of her television show on A&E, which is called Plant-Based by Nafsika. Join us on Plant-Based with me, your host, Nafsika. So she hired him yeah. to promote this show... Which is absolutely makes zero sense. Why? Doesn't A and E? It's on T. Isn't it on TV? Yes. She found him on one of those like for hire freelancer Fiverly? like yes yeah websites, and he was posing as a name named Nick uh, as a man named Nicholas Knight Brown. So he's just mixing and matching his fake. Last he's names. yeah. He's a mix and matcher. Yeah. And he's like, for sure, I'll do all of the promotion for your, the fourth season of your television show on A&E, which is called Plant-Based by Nafsika. I mean, it sells itself. That's basically no work at all. It's, and she's like, great, you seem totally legit. Uh, yeah. Gives him $100,000 a year $100, salary. $100,000? I'm sorry, Plant-Based? What? Yes. To, just to promote it? Yes. Now, he does nothing. All right. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and she's like, wait a second, where is where's all the stuff you promised me? He goes silent. That same year, he starts telling people that he's diagnosed he's been diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Yes, yes. And a month after he starts telling people that, local newspapers start reporting that he's died. There's even like an AP, like the AP published an obituary entitled Child Welf Welfare Activist Dies of Cancer. With comments from family members, there was like a note about his ashes being spread out in the sea. Oh my God. And that his final words were, and this is quote, fear not and run towards the bliss of the sun. That now is... that press release and those notes and quotes and all of that was sent to the papers by something called the Office of Nicholas Alaverdian. 
Jesus Christ. But none of that matched up with any actual death records. Even though this was all out in the papers. In the AP. In the AP, all this stuff. Like, no one could actually verify anything. And here's the thing. At the time of this death, this dude was actually being investigated by the FBI for fraud. And Rhode Island had issued a warrant for his arrest because he had refused to register as a sex offender. Jesus Christ. So this was fake news published by some of our most reputable news organization obituary sections? Yes. Wait, and you can just... I'm sorry. You can just do that? I don't know. So if I just, like, write a letter to, like, the, the Tampa Bay Times Herald, and I'm like... No, but you don't have a footprint in Tampa Bay. No, but I'm not even talking about me, but I'm like... Oh. Uh, no, I was going to say, we, maybe we should try and fake your death. No, dude, we should try to fake someone's death that we don't know. Like, we should pick a stranger to torment? No, because then the stranger can just show up and be like, paper, I'm not dead. No, we'll be like, that's we an imposter. We hide you. We'll hide you uh-huh. for 10 years. 10 years? <laughs> well, you got to commit to the bit. Well, commit to the bit? But I don't want that. What's the payoff? Well, we see if it works. <laughs> Oh, I guess, you know, you seem You've got to be scientific about these things. Yeah. There's a method that you have to follow. Can we say I did something cool? Like me and Machine Gun Kelly were like, I don't know, snowboarding? I think it should be prostate cancer. Prostate cancer? Dude, I don't even know what a prostate is and you know that. Because I don't know why guys would even have them and women don't if they're in the butt. I mean, women got that shit too. It's fucking... <laughs> Well, this didn't work. This plan didn't work for Rossi because the state keeps looking for him and the feds, and they had a couple of clues. So his foster mother, who Rossi had defrauded by mm. opening up a bunch of credit cards under her name and racking up like $200,000 in debt, she read the obituary and was like, that's weird. This is exactly how my foster son used to write. And is like, no, he wrote this yeah. about himself. Then his lawyer is like, man, it's weird that Rossi announced that he had non-Hodgkin's lymphoma and then died right after I told him yeah. that the FBI was investigating him. Yeah, you don't generally. I mean, that's a, you know, that's, that's coincidences, stranger things have happened. The other thing is that the, the, the website Wikipediocracy mm-hmm. tracked <laughs> down multiple accounts that were editing the Nicholas Alaverdian Wikipedia page after his death. And they were convinced that it was Alaverdian himself because at one point they even tried to replace the photo that's on Wikipedia of him with a different man. And I got to say this guy for being a guy who's mostly famous for just getting in trouble. Yes. Has a extensive Wikipedia. He obviously has like managed his own Wikipedia because it, it's meant, all about yeah. all, uh, billing him as a child rights activist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess that's true. Yeah, yeah. But it not does a mention, lot about the whole rape thing. I mean, it mentions it, but well, yeah, because you're right. now cut to Rossi is finally arrested. Now, where is he arrested? He's arrested in the COVID ward at Queen Elizabeth University Hospital. They basically were able to identify him as Rossi, even though he continues to maintain that he is not Nicholas Rossi, that he's not Nicholas Alaverdian, by tattoos that U.S. cops had photographed during his initial arrest back in, like, 2008. He had, like, I guess he has, like, scars on his body from him, like, trying to remove his tattoos himself. Like, this man is oh, committed. Man. Just get another tattoo over it. <laughs> he attends a bail hearing like from his COVID bed 
and the the bail, like a Zoom bail hearing and the yeah. fucking very stupid British justice system. It's like we're going to give you bail. You seem okay. Yeah, yeah. You seem like a good. You seem like a good bloke. Yeah. So <laughs> at that point, he just runs away. <laughs> he doesn't show up to the next hearing in Edinburgh. They finally find him in Glasgow. That's when they take him in, when he's in the wheelchair, in the silk pajamas, with yep. the non, in my opinion, novelty print socks. Uh-huh. And he still, again, maintains that he is not Nicholas Rossi or Nicholas Alaverdian, but is in fact a man who's British named Arthur Knight. And so that's the, that's the wild thing. I mean, so he, if you look at old pictures of Rossi and new pictures of Rossi, he looks very different because he's gained quite a few pounds in an effort to disguise himself. He also wears a mask, an oxygen mask. Oxygen mask, times. not COVID mask, like full on like, with the tank. Oxygen mask. He's fucking blue velveting this shit, man. Absolutely. <laughs> Get ready to fuck! You fuckers, fucker! Um, but the wildest thing is, like, he is so clearly is Nicholas Rossi. Yes. But he's still being like, I'm just a British chap named Arthur Knight. Like, I don't know what all this is. But Arthur Knight hates David Levin. So here's where it gets even weirder. Because it's alleged that Nicholas Rossi actually runs a kind of, let's say, Bob Dylan truther site. That is absolutely the way to say it. Yes. (laughs) Now, Brace, can you explain to our dear listeners, as our in-house rock and roller, what a Bob Dylan truther site would entail? So they're like... uh is Bob Dylan's song about uh, Israel, Neighborhood Bully, actually <laughs> one of the greatest songs of the 20th century? It's so fucking good. And by the way, it's, it's, it's just, if you read the lyrics to Neighborhood Bully, you're like, this man is probably a once in a, once in a million years poet. I mean, it's just incredible. No, uh, there was, and I, 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 I remember when this happened, and it, it was like, it made headlines for about uh, two days, and then it got dismissed pretty quickly. Mm. Uh, but um, Bob Dylan was accused by a woman... And I haven't looked it up since I read about it originally, so this is from memory. Bob Dylan was accused by a woman of having raped her when she was 12 in the 1960s. Yes. Um, I believe at the Chelsea Hotel? I think that's right. Uh, But it turns out that when she said that it happened, Bob Dylan was actually in the UK, I believe. When the famous documentary about him was being made. Yeah, so it's alleged that Nicholas Rossi basically posted abusive content online about that woman. Yes. Um, She's identified in the court documents only by the initials JC. Mm -hmm. Uh, She's pursuing her case. She's still pursuing the case, I believe. She is? Yeah, against Dylan in the U.S. Her lawyers say that they tried to to, to track down the person who was publishing her identity online. Yeah, because it wasn't anywhere. It wasn't anywhere. Like I said, the only... only way she was identified was as JC yeah. in the court documents, but somehow like her full name was published online. They were able to trace it to a website and they have been trying, her lawyers have been trying to track down and figure out who this person who was posting all this stuff was and where they fucking got it. Yeah. 
Now, the on- their lawyers, you know, again, they still have not been able to figure out who it was. The only way they were able to connect it to Rossi was after they were approached by it by our favorites, the Daily Mail. Oh, hello. Her lawyers are like, we stopped trying to figure out who was posting all this info because actually, weirdly enough, all of the posting stopped back in September of 2021, which is coincidentally little gumshoes out there, the same time that Nicholas Rossi got sick with COVID and was put in the COVID ward in good old England. Interesting. Now, when I say it gets weird, this is where it gets really weird. We don't actually know what that website is. Yeah. Because, again, in an effort to like protect this, vict- this girl's name, this woman's name, who was alleging that Bob Dylan assaulted her, like, none of these, even the tabloids, and especially the British ones, because they got to be real careful about mm-hmm. the old gavel-gavel coming down on them. Mm-hmm. They're not publishing anything that can link to, like, link to actually her name. They're not trying to publish any victims' names or anything that could be victims' names. Yeah. Potential victims' names. Whatever. Especially with a man as deep of pockets as Bobby Dylan. Yes. Now, we don't know what the website was that Nicholas Rossi was running. I'm sure that we really could dig into it way more than we did yeah, and find it. But when I mean like the papers aren't publishing it, I'm trying to say that like it's not out there. It's not out there, no. Okay. However, let's leave England for a second. Let's go back to Utah. When the Utah sheriff announced that they were reopening an investigation into the ritual sex abuse case, immediately that day, which I believe that day was May 31st, correct? It was, yes. A website named Zeus News mm-hmm. posted, I swear to God, a podcast episode on SoundCloud that has since been deleted, naming David Levitt as one of the guys in the abuse case. Zeus News is not just a SoundCloud podcast website. No. It is not just a news blog website, though it is both those things. It is also, also has forums. And it has a forum that posts a lot about Bob Dylan. That's right. Now, let's circle it back. If it is, in fact, Nicholas Rossi running Zeus News, and I believe that it is, as I've listened to the podcast. Crazy voice. Crazy voice. Let's insert the crazy voice. It's insane, yeah. Right here. Airports around the world are seeing chaos like never before. Families are sleeping on floors. Flights are being cancelled in waves. And holidaymakers are standing in endless queues. So it sounds like it is. How did he, Nicholas Rossi, the man who is being charged and trying to be extradited to Utah by David Levitt, how did he get information about David Levitt? Mm-hmm. That he leaked to literally nobody. Nobody's reading Zeus News. No. Nobody's listening to Zeus News. There's six listens on the podcast. The only way I found that was that it's linked on like to Twitter on a bunch of posts, some of which are linked in the replies of Adam Herbets of Fox News affiliate. So, so how did he get this? Yeah, I mean that is that is a good question because obviously this report is out there, right? And and you know, your first instinct would be like, well, the sheriff who's arresting him, 
is... But why would the sheriffs be talking to this psychopath rapist? I mean, okay. Well... Clearly. Yeah. Sure. So there's okay. something funny going on But there. also, really? Well, I listened to yesterday another podcast, which was an interview with David Levitt all the way back in April on an East Coast radio show. It turns out that Nicholas Rossi, a, well, actually, excuse me, officially Arthur Knight's lawyer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is a man named Craig Johnson, who's currently in Scotland right now helping Arthur Knight, who he says, I don't think this guy's Nicholas Rossi, fight extradition. He still, by the way, maintains. That he's, he's like, Arthur Knight. Yeah. he doesn't have tattoos. He's not, he's not Nicholas Rossi. No. Just fully... Fully just Fully. like, it's just, he's just denying, denying, denying. Denial. And I've actually seen zero people other than us make this connection. Mm. Uh, although there's not a ton of people looking into this story. But. Well, maybe they will now that we've solved the case. Now, Johnson, I think, knows a thing or two about sex crimes. And in fact, he might know a thing or two about a specific alleged sex crime that took place in 2012 involving a therapist named David Hamblin, in which a victim's statement names 15 to 20 prominent Utahns, including David Levin and his wife. How would he know this? Because he's a long-serving former prosecutor with the Utah County's attorney's office and in 2010 was made a member of its special victims unit. The same special victims unit that David Levitt disbanded in 2020. Cue the music. So Johnson actually clashed with David Levitt after Levitt assumed command of the office in 2018. According to his own letter, which I read on Scribd, detailing the reasons for his resignations in 2020, because that's when he was fired slash forced to resign, he quit for two reasons. He didn't agree with Levitt's disbandment of the SVU and that Johnson was, himself, Due to philosophical differences, well, I phrased that weird, but imagine I didn't phrase it weird. Due to philosophical differences with Mr. Levitt, I was no longer able to fulfill commitments I made to law enforcement chiefs and officers while performing my duties as the Utah County Attorney's Office Director of Law Enforcement Relations. Despite being ordered to do so, I refused to disclose the names of police chiefs and police officers who were contacting me with concerns about Mr. Levitt's practices and case resolutions. That insubordination ultimately cost me my job. Levitt's office, however, claims, and this was the claim that was repeated in the press, they fired Johnson and two other prosecutors for accepting free tickets to a Utah jazz game from a defense lawyer they had active cases against. The same Utah Jazz that just fired their coach, Quinn Snyder, and is about to trade the sickly Frenchman, Rudy Gobert. Oh my god. This gets deeper as every shovel full of dirt. So now, he's Nicholas Rossi's defense lawyer. Levitt says in that April interview with uh, Gene Valicenti, an East Coast radio host. Now there's a non-Utah name. There we go. Gene Valicenti. Or god, Valicenti. Feels- Let's say Gene Valicenti. Good feels good to be home. Levitt says that it's no coincidence that Johnson is Rossi's lawyer and that Johnson was a plea deal guy and that prosecutors, including from his own office, are trying to take him down. Interesting. So what we have here to sort of sum it up for you, I know it's a little difficult, but bear with me, is 
the DA of Utah County was implicated in an unreleased report, 151-page victim statement that was taken in 2012 by his predecessor. The case was dismissed. It was against David Hamblin, who did lose his license, did lose his wife, and did lose his membership of the Church of Jesus Christ and Latter-day Saints. That report somehow made its way into the hands of Adam Herbets. Herbets! From Fox 13, the local Fox News affiliate of Salt Lake City, or Utah. And somehow that same report made its way all the way across the Atlantic into the hands, or at least knowledge of the report, into the hands of Arthur Knight, a.k.a. Nicholas Rossi, a.k.a. Nicholas Alverdian, a.k.a. Nicholas Brown, a.k.a. Nicholas Brown Knight, a.k.a. There was another one, right? Arthur Brown Knight. Arthur Brown Knight, whose defense lawyer, who's somehow being paid to go across the fucking makes world. Makes no sense. Makes zero no, sense. There's no money there. To represent, who was a prosecutor who clashed with David Levitt in his office and who was a former member of the Special Victims Unit during the time when this investigation happened and was fired by David Levitt in 2020 for accepting tickets to a Utah Jazz basketball game, which they definitely won because they're probably the best team out there, way better than Warriors, right before an election that happens on, in late June... June 28th, I don't have the number in front of me, but I said it earlier, in which David Levitt is running against Jeff Gray, who every single person we've named, save David Levitt and David Hamblin, obviously, has endorsed. So this is a classic case of Utah politics as usual, in which rat fucking is going on from the sheriffs, from the damn prosecutor's office itself from former prosecutors, from the media. But also, it is, I will say, within the realm of possibility that David Levitt did indeed engage in ritualistic sex abuse and possibly ate a baby. Wait, I just got it. Is the soaking because it's on your pants? All right, I gotta be real. I'm literally never going to Utah. Never. No, it sucks, dude. I got COVID there, remember? I got COVID at AlphaCon where they literally kicked us out. I feel like that, you know, you really just walked into that. Literally. AlphaCon, I want to be clear here. AlphaCon, the bull, paid for our plane tickets, our hotel rooms, in a hotel with a harp. I don't know. And then when we get there, it says we can't come in. Yeah, I don't know what any of these are. So me and 50 other guys just fucking had to soak for like four or five days. (laughs) I got COVID from it. And HPV. I'll be real. In terms of this case, I mean, obviously, David Levitt is a fucking, you know, David Levitt. He's a, he is a, let's say, an average Utahan. Very average. Look, he's got Mormon face. He's a Norman, he's a normal Utahan. Even though he's got, he's trying to do the facial hair thing. Don't let the facial hair, like, distract you. Yeah. Underneath that, doughy Mormon face. Yes, absolutely. I think he should probably just release that report in full. Because if he says it's so, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe he shouldn't actually. Now yeah. that I say that, that is a classic true non. This is one of our rallying cries, though. Release the report. 
Always release the report. You got to release the you report. You can't keep that thing behind closed doors. Release the report. Um, but uh, but it does seem like a lot of things are adding up to there is literally a conspiracy against this guy. Whether he did it or not, mm. the, I the timing of this is kind it's of It's all very weird. I got to say, none of the I it, this makes me want to run away as far as I can from the West Coast. Well, I don't want to be near the frontier. If this is what freedom is, shut it down. Do not let it ring. Do uh, not let it sing. I'm picking up good vibrations. <laughs> You're giving me excitations. Good, 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 good vibrations. You got to start it from the beginning if you're going to do it, though. I, I love the colorful clothes you wear And the way you sunlight plays off on your hair We're the Beach Boys, and my name is Brace Belden. I'm Liz. We are, of course, as always, joined by... The producer, Young Jomsky. And this has been Trunon. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>